Chopper Soup Convos. It's our last podcast of 2022. What for New Year's Eve, Jamal? You know what, man? I might go spend my New Year's with the Lord. Mm. I'm is thinking about it, but I, I for you. Huh? Said, so is this something different for you than what you're used to doing? As an adult, yes. I've gone a few times when I was younger. I don't think I've got, gone to church on New Year's as an adult, though. Mm. I'm thinking about it. I probably won't, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Come on, man. Young heathens. But, you know, I ain't really got no real plans or nothing like that. How come? You thought you shaked your tail feather enough for the year? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to chill. I don't, I don't really want to be out at no, like, event. And shit like that. It's too cold. I just want to kick it with some people I fuck with and, and pop champagne, you know? Sounds like you're going to be laying up watching the Best Man series. I just want to start with straight shots and then pop bottles. Flirt with a couple of hood rats and then pop models. Then why don't you go to stadium or something, man? Nah. You know what I mean? I'm not really I'm not really a trickster like that. Um, okay. I'll go in that joint with 100 ones and think that's doing something. Word, yeah, you might catch me at like eight Ghanaian events, getting jiggy with it. Yeah, I'm gonna be all over the DC metropolitan area. So make sure you uh drive safe because you know they're gonna be out there. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I move with I move correctly, so you know. But oh yeah, I gotta ask you this before we get in before we continue our DJ quick conversation. I gotta let you know your big brother Ab Soul, his album Herbert failed to chart on the Billboard 200 in its first week, and it's his first album to do so since Long-Term Mentality in 2011. Now, this is an example of when you wait too long, you'll literally lose your whole fan base. But, uh, you know, with Absol, he was going through personal issues, so it's unfortunate. But have you had the time to listen to the project yet? Yeah, I listened to it, I think. The last song I listened to was the Big Sean song. Oh, so you didn't finish it. <laughs> Big Sean and Big Sean went off on his verse. Yeah, I heard about that. Like he went off. I didn't really like Russ on it. Russ didn't do bad, but it's just like, yeah. Um, honestly, if Absol would have had the same type of beats that he had with the song with Big Sean and Russ, this would have been a much better album. But he literally had way too many boom bappy ass backpack rapping ass beats it was way too many like back to back to back like very boom bap backpacker shit like not even in a griselda type of way either i mean he's from carson so it shouldn't be like griselda right yeah but it shouldn't be like fucking i'm trying to think of somebody it shouldn't be like i don't even know because i don't want to disrespect nobody (laughs) they weren't even like mf doom beats they weren't even like I mean, you know M.F. Doom was a great producer, and he worked with the best, like Mad Lib, Danger Mouse. He worked with the best. So yeah, those beats are kind of cool and like very jazzy and shit. These were real. These were like Logic, Joey, badass beats. Oh, like those type of beats, like restoring the feeling head ass beats. Oh, no. So that to me was like the number one issue, and like, and then two. You know what I mean? You know, I like his high science shit. He just don't got to do like the do what thou wilt type of high science shit. That was like just way too much. And once again, that album had bad production. And it just sucks that Control Theory, I like the, all those beats. 
like you don't have to make it such a concept album but if he could be able to do how he did it on control theory i know people want to grow and all that bullshit but that was the issue for me on this one like i just feel like he's 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 out at the wrong time like it's things he raps about would have worked in the early 2000s late 90s <laughs> what he's done his, just, his content doesn't fit this generation nah he needs to get back on his esoteric shit like his high science shit that type of shit fits and he had cool beats on that kind of stuff this he's just it's just like nah bro so i only listened to the big all the way up to the big sean song and i've never listened to it again yeah you know me i didn't even press play because he was never a guy that i really rated i did like control system but i was never a fan so if you're gonna disappear for half a decade and try to pop up and I'm not a fan. I'm not pressing play. So God bless and good luck. You liked his LA Leakers freestyle, though, right? I don't remember it. Mm. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I never was impressed by people just rapping the rap, you know. I like songs, so I don't really care about freestyles as much. Yeah, his freestyle. I'm sure it was nice. It was I, I don't remember it. It was dope as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. It was tight as shit. Yeah. Like, wrong time. Yeah, well, better luck next 20 years when you put out a new album, so. Yeah, I feel bad for him a little bit. All right, well, let's go back to DJ Quick because uh, I had to get low. I have to get low again soon, like in an hour, but we got time. Yeah. But um, one thing that I'll say is that from, if you can remind me, it seemed like um your point was that DJ Quick didn't have production that sounded as good as Dr. Dre. Is that correct? <laughs> no, that's not my point. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, that's my what point I'm... was that he ain't got no slaps, that people playing parties. Okay, but is it like national parties? Because I talk yeah, to West Coast homies, they tell me, oh, boom, this, this, this. Trust me. On like the West Coast, they bumping, they they bumping DJ Quick. Yeah, but that's the Coast. thing though. Like the difference is that Dr. Dre, and this where it goes down to why people, certain people say Quick is a better producer. Because <clears throat> from what I'm looking at, it seems like they're focused on the actual techniques he uses to produce. A lot of people look down on Dr. Dre and Puffy's production Simple. because, you know, they say they pick obvious samples mm -hmm. and they don't really chop it. It's just a loop. And yeah, sometimes I can understand that. Like if you're comparing it to how Large Professor or RZA or um, Pete Rock, how they chop samples, then fucking dr dre just taking a loop of parliament let me ride isn't impressive i can understand that or puffy taking diana ross i'm coming out or something and making a song out of it that's not impressive or let's dance by sting i could see how you would hate that but there is talent in that like for me my favorite dr dre beat ever is explosive and all that is is isaac hayes bumpy's lament he looped it up, sped it up a little bit, and put some dope drums on it. But as we know also with Dre, why some people try to knock him just like Puffy is that they're not doing it all by themselves. Like, shout out to Melman. He did a lot of production on Chronic 2001. Shout out Scott Storch. He did a lot of work on that album, too. And, you know, with Puffy and the Hitmen, shout out all those brothers, Stevie J, 
uh, Chucky Thompson. There's so many of them. But I feel like even somebody like, obviously he's a rapper. He's not a producer, even though he does produce a little bit. But I feel like even Too Short has more like slaps from back in the days and up to now. Then well, name his. What would you say his slaps are? And that's the that's the same thing. You can say that, but like I said, it all goes down to what. Too major short was on a major record label. He was on Jive Records. That's the difference. And also this too, like I feel like DJ Quick held on to the G Funk sound a little too long. Like he was still doing it in the late nineties. Like Dre wasn't doing G Funk in the late nineties anymore. Kind of. I mean, he switched it up, but I mean, what's it was West Coast, but it wasn't G-Funk. But that's the thing. Quick switched it up, too. But the difference is that his... With, with the Jay-Z joint? What was that song called again? Which one? You know, the nasty one. Dre never uh, did anything like that. Justify My Thug. Yeah, Dre don't have one of those. Dre has nasty beats, though. You know that. <laughs> like what? You know that? Oh, nah, you don't... Nas is coming. I love Nas is coming. What are you talking Nas about? Nas is coming isn't a great beat. That it's beat cool. is fire. It ain't whack. It's, it's all right. That beat is hard. It's nothing special. It sounds like some X Files shit. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not good enough. That ain't no justify my thug though. I know that, but that's the difference. That you have to look at it. This is what you and a lot of rap fans have to look at it. Whenever you hear a producer have a questionable beat, the rapper picked it. Jay-Z's the thirsty one that wants a Madonna sample because he's a pop nigga. DJ Quick gave him a lot of beats. I saw um maybe a year ago or something, Rory and Maul, they had a special edition podcast about the Black Album. And they had hip-hop, you know, uh, Maul's brother, who was one of the A&Rs that rapped. I forgot hip-hop is his brother, too. Yeah. And then they also had, I think Guru was there, too. And they talked about how they were big quick fans. And you know, the original premise of the Black album was to have Dr. Not nah, sorry. It was to have um great it was to have 12 legendary producers. Mm-hmm. Like Knife Wonder. Yeah, 12 songs. It was supposed to be 12 songs. One legendary producer produces each track, but they couldn't get certain producers. So then that scratched the whole concept. But DJ Quick was one producer that they wanted Jay-Z to work with. But Jay-Z wanted that disco idea because he wanted Madonna to redo the hook. Madonna didn't want to do it because she probably thought it was whack, too. So He's I don't think. No, I'm not. He's a gangster. No, I'm not. Yeah, I like that song. That, that song is jiggy, man. Me, too. I, it is jiggy. Saying, but, but I'm saying he was getting too old. Like, <laughs> like my parents like that kind of shit. I like it, too, because I grew up on that kind of shit. But like in the late 90s, he was still doing like funk stuff. Hey man, he was switching it up though. He had a lot of good R and B stuff with El DeBarge. I I think his material. Yeah, he was very R and B too. With um um Sugar Free is some of the best production. He worked with Tony Tony Tony. Yeah, Street Street Gospel is one of the best produced albums ever. And I think like the same thing. DJ Quick, Sugar Free, they're both underground kings. Like if if uh, Sugar Free was on a major label in that era, you could see him being like one of the best characters in hip hop history, along with someone like Busta Rhymes. And, and, um, and Humpty Hump. And yeah, like he could have, like he should have been one of the best characters, but it's because he was underground. It was only a West Coast thing. That's the problem. And like, you know, and, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, even with Quick, one thing, another reason why people always try to show love to him 
is because if you ever listen to, I think it's on Way Too Funky, he has the song America's Most Complete Artist, where he talks about all the things he does that separates himself from everybody else. And yeah, he kind of is like- Like DJing, producing, and writing. Yeah, and he plays instruments. He really does play all these instruments. Like if you ever listen to his Questlove Supreme interview- yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that joint was tight, but you mm -hmm. do see like, oh yeah, that's why the rap nerds like the Quest Loves and those backpack niggas. That's why they think DJ Quick is a top 10 nigga because they're looking at the technical aspect and all the things that he does to the production. For me, uh, and Prince allowed him to use a sample. Yeah, because he respects his artistry. That's the like, that's why it's because Quick is like, they're a musician's musician if you really know about music you're gonna love dj quick like that's why i love dj quick but he can't be up there with dre i'm sorry he don't got let's get it crunk up on the, on the corner in this day he don't got no hateration or no holleration yeah there's nothing point. wrong with that that's your criteria you want popular songs that's nothing wrong with that i don't have a problem with that other people I'm, that means premieres of the, the production i mean he he Skill-wise, he's definitely up there with Dre, but a lot of people are. That means Premier is up there with Dre. Yeah, he is up there with Dre. A lot of people, that's the point. A lot of people are up there with Dre. If you want to say Dre is the best because he has the most successful songs and had the best machine, there's nothing wrong with that. Because the reason why the machine worked is because he made good music that the machine could sell. I mean, I'm even Dope Man. That. Even Dope Man is a sample. Yeah. I mean, but that's but, the difference like dr dre he doesn't really do original production but that's hip-hop the original hip-hop as you know it's all sample based but it's also this is another thing that separates him is that quick didn't never really have i know he's not on a major but he never had like eminem or even like a, somebody like the game or even like i'm not even gonna say kendrick but you know he never had like like it's just weird like i wonder why yeah hey game didn't like i said him. sugar free like i said sugar free could have been a great artist. He, I don't he know has real colorful. Level, but... He had he has real colorful rappers. He never really had like a street dude like Game or nothing or Snoop hey, or well, even an Eminem. Did have one. Rest in peace. And we still Mossberg. play Mossberg. Rest in peace. Yeah, he was Mossberg. one. Shout yeah. out AMG. He was working like he worked with. Shout out Player Ham and all those brothers. Like he worked with the real street artists that were probably too street and couldn't make it. Like so, Mossberg was with cute with with quick. Yeah. That's why um, Dr. Dre, that's why you have to bless him. Like I said, Dr. Dre, he is a legend. I'm not trying to knock him at all. But he also, because of how good the network was for him, he was able to utilize it. Like, yeah, he has, we have to thank Warren G. Warren G is why he has Snoop, Nate Dogg, the Dog Pound. He basically, his little step brother is why he had the dynasty of Death Row. And then... Yeah, you got Eminem, and then as we know, Fifty Cent came. Even Exhibit, to though. He huh? even had Exhibit too. Well, Exhibit was he signed Aftermath? I don't think so. No, but he but he was doing paparazzi and that stuff. He's not signed Aftermath. Yeah, but he was. He had a lot of. He He's just around. <laughs> yes, but he had songs produced by Dre that were kind of big. What's his biggest song? Exhibit's biggest songs aren't produced by Dre though. Um. Oh no. Let's go. That might not even be produced by Dre. Yes, yeah. But um, <laughs> I liked how you said that, uh, Dom Kennedy line. You know, I just finally got that line like this year. What? 
When he said, and we still playing Mossberg. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I knew Mossberg because, you know, I had people that was really DJ Quick fans, and they would teach me about the, oh, yeah, he produced for this, he produced for this. This is when I was heavy in the underground rap, like, only listening to, like, Devin the Dude, that type of stuff. And, you know, Devin the Dude worked with Dre, another guy that worked with Dre, but it's the connections, like, the same thing, Death Row, and rap a lot were real cool. Like I said, that's why Bushwick Bills on the Chronic. Like Dr. Dre was very good at networking, and that's what you have to do as a talented artist. Like maybe in another lifetime, like you think obviously it didn't work out because Dre got low. But what do you think about if DJ Quick, for example, what if he signed to Death Row? Wouldn't that have taken him to another level? You think? Yeah, even though they had that nigga Daz there. That nigga was doing, he was killing the death row. He was, but as you know, what did Daz, Daz and uh, Quick, they were doing a lot of All Eyes on Me together. We mm-hmm. know there's only two Dre beats on there. Mm-hmm. And Shook had to steal them. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I found out Oh No was produced by Rockwilder. It yeah, like, shout out Rockwilder, yeah. He always had like a funky New York sound to me. Yep, but hey, like you mentioned last week, Battle Cat is another legendary producer, and yep. he doesn't get a lot of props. Like for me, uh, "We Can Freak It" by Corrupt that's like one of my favorite songs ever. That beat is too cool. I love that song. And then, um, the, what's what else? Uh, Jeed up, he did for uh, what's dang? Why am I drawing them? on the East Siders? That's mm. that beat is too hard. Like Battle Cat is focused, but it's the same thing. You underground and two Speaking West Coast. Speaking of West Coast people, it seems like the game kind of feels like how we feel. He said he wants to sign a uh, female rapper from the West Coast. Hey, sorry, sweetie. She's doing her thing. So they know that they they know that they lack that, even though I don't think I don't think they lack that. I think he knows that women rappers are popular and he wants to get on the hype train. Yeah, he that's obviously personal. <laughs> that's what it but, is. But but they LA still lacks um a woman rapper besides Doja Cat because Doja Cat is whore, nigga. But they have the biggest one. That's all you need. If you have the number one, that's all you need. But hey, let's go into it. Yep, you already know where I want to go. Because Speaking... women have the hardest rap songs right now. Freaky T by Tia Corinne and Don't Play With It by uh, Lola Brooke. I thought "Don't Play with It" was uh, Ruby Rose's song the whole time. Nah, well, she's not. She's she's not that caliber. She's she's a beautiful woman that, for me, isn't a real artist. She's just being an artist because she's a beautiful woman. And you know who she's, put me onto that? She's a real artist to me. You know who put me onto that song? Uh, one of your baby boos. Northwest. Um, I first heard that song when she did like a TikTok, and she was like looking at her mom, Kim, and she was like, don't play with it, don't play with it. And then I found out later, I was like, wow, she was actually rapping that song? That sounds like a bad song for her. But I'm not her parents, so who cares? But yeah, that's how I found out. Kanye, I hope you're okay. They said the brother's missing. And Theophilus London, oh, yeah. that brother's been missing since July. I July. hope y'all is all right, man. Yeah, that's scary, man. Um, Theophilus, man, I, I love his song, Rio, uh, Rio de Janeiro. One of my... Uh, Toronto honeys put me on to it. My Somali queen from Toronto, I ain't gonna say her name. She put me on to that song. And uh, Only Do Girls by Theophilus. Shout out the Vibes album. That's one of the hardest albums of the last decade. Rest in peace, Leon Ware. So Freaky, uh, the Don't Play With It song and then the Freaky T song is Eating the Streets Up. 
Something fire. Something and it's funny fire. too. These when girls are getting hot. When I go to a function, the brothers begin hype the freaky T2. It's, I like her. You need to check her out. She's a dope artist. She it's, just it's did funny. a project with Kenny Beats. She's from North Carolina. She yeah, has I was wondering dope vibes. Was it's funny where that um she gives me like um if baby Sosa could rap a little bit better and like BK the ruler kind of like swag, but like rapping different. But it's funny that these girls are like using kind of like old school simple flows and simple beats and getting on, like kind of like Glorilla did with like hey, FNF. Hey man, what did uh what do I try to tell people sometimes, man? You gotta slow down and honor your flow, man. You don't that have to freaky, rap fast. That freaky T song is an old school flow, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. And she's from North Carolina, but you can tell it's like a Memphis inspired yeah. bounce. Yeah, like it reminds me of like some Memphis shit, and like the flow is. Like, I'm kind of happy that that shit is starting to like come back because people like that melodic shit was getting kind of crazy. And I don't know. I just think the girls need to like learn from girls like uh, Tia Corin and um, Glorilla. Like they on some chill fly girl shit. It ain't got to be like a fucking. America's next top model rapper. That's what they were being after a while because of the Nikki effect. <laughs> America's next top model. Yeah, they were just like is it's that what like, Ruby Roses and nah, like she that's not what she is. She's more in the Saweetie like thing where they're just bad and they're really not that yeah, not real artists, not really respecting the craft, you think? And I think Ruby Rose has like a not cool deep voice. What do you mean? I mean, you've dealt with East Side women with husky voices. Break it down for us. Like rapping wise, like she just don't know how to. Like her swag is just kind of like off rapping wise. Is it because she's from Kentucky? You think? Nah, because I I used to, I lived in Kentucky before in my life. <laughs> no, that's why you're silly like that. <laughs> Kentucky, they ain't that off. You know what I'm saying? Kentucky is I. Right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I'm more I'm more of a Tennessee kid, but I lived I lived in the in the tuck for a little while the as a tuck? young man. The tuck, that's just, I don't know. I, I imagine that's what they call it. I don't know. Y'all need to stop it if y'all say that. Shout out Justin Tuck, by the way. And Justin um, Tucker. Hmm, Justin Tuck, that's funny. But uh, what do you what about Big about, Tuck? Oh, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out Dallas. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about uh Lola Brooke? Because I think she's hard to see. I like her freestyle for Funkmaster Flex. She was hard on that. That's the don't play with it, girl, right? Yeah, people say she has like they think she's Foxy Brown mixed with Pop Smoke. I was about to say, like, I feel bad for um Ice Spice because she's about to be the queen of like the drill shit now. And Lola Brooke is a real rapper. She she really raps. She's not like a Ice Spice that I'm just pretty and I have a stop start flow. I just only have one flow, one cadence. Um, I think. Lola Brooke, she kind of um. This sounds weird, but she her, her song kind of like turns me on a little bit. Yeah, she's sexy. I like how she's talking to me. In the yeah, song. man. <laughs> <laughs> she's I like, tight. I like her too. She's like four eight. You know what I'm saying? She's a real short honey, but I I gotta do my googles on them though. Like I don't I don't really know about Tia Corinne that much. I've heard the song, of course. I didn't know it was that. Like it was heated up like that. I love when these guys heat up. But I knew about the don't play with a joint for a minute. I think it came out last year, really. Yeah, it did. And it got so good that she had to take off the dude that was on the song with mm. her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wondering why I never heard him on there before. Yeah, we don't need to see that guy. 
And so women are dominating rap right now to you. They have the hardest songs right now. What is the hardest song that a brother put out recently? Like the Future album is a while ago. Uh, The Drake and 21 album seems like nothing really stuck. Are they playing functions? The gang shit, that's all I'm on shit came out last year, right? What's that? Who's Uh, that? I got to feed the streets. That was last year, right? Mm, I don't even know. Certified lover boy, I got to feed the streets. Chop him, turn him to a booty clapper. Oh, yeah, that's last (laughs) year. Yeah, that's last year. That's crazy. So do you think, like, how did it turn him into a booty clapper? Like, did he start putting his hands on his knees and clapping his ass? No, I think think the getting shot all those times made him twerk or something. I don't know. Or did it make him... um, turn like girly like soft nah I think getting hit with all those bullets made his body move and you know jiggle around like he was twerking maybe that's what 21 was implying so 21 Savage has bullets that will make you put your hands on your knees and start I don't think your hands are going on your knees you know you can twerk without doing that right son so the bullets may so he has bullets that can make you put your hands in the air and, and twerk that's I, crazy. Uh, maybe so, man. Because you know, on one song he said um it was so many shots, his neighbors thought it was uh Fourth of July. July. Yeah, that's when he was at his best rapping for me. When Have he- you ever heard a lot of noise and said, wait a minute, like what if you heard like a lot of gunshots at your house right now? Do you think you would think it's fourth of July right now or you would know it's December still? Nah, I would know what time of year it is. I would think it was New Year's Eve. If you know, you know. I love when rappers lie like that. <laughs> Nobody thought it was Fourth of July. You don't think so? No, maybe an old woman. Thirtieth, maybe an old woman. That's crazy. Like, oh yeah. So what were you talking about with this fantasy rap game stuff? Like they having like fantasy drafts for rappers? That's what we need to do, man. We need we... five rappers. We each pick five. We talk about what we think they're gonna do next year. Our expectations, and we see how it goes. We keep track. Let's see, like, you know, for example, if you wanted Big Sean because you heard how good his verse was and you think next year he's going to bounce back and prove all the doubters wrong and you draft him, we'll pay attention to see if he does anything. Imagine if he puts out an album and it's good, then we can put up, we can create a scoring system. If he puts out an album and it's whack, then, hey, we can. So that's why I'm like, would you be interested in that? Like, you know, you know, we kind of like getting our A&R on. Showing yeah, people we really know what we're talking it'll be, about. It'll be fun. It's just that the season would be so goddamn long. <laughs> it's just a year, man. It's a long-ass fantasy season. Yeah, man. We got it. Hey, it's the marathon. That's what it's about. And- look, look at it this way. We have four quarters in the music calendar. So we can break down what we think our people will happen. Like, for example, let's say... Um, we know Kendrick is going to disappear for like five years, so no one would draft him, right? So we want to draft people that we think will be active and operate. We can pick them up in the waiver wire, though. I mean, if you want, like if you hear that, I, I might drop something. Yeah, if you want. But that's why I'm like, not we're not going to like actually do the draft, but just to talk about it, like the concept. What do you think about it? I think it's a pretty cool concept, and I think it could possibly like be made, like it could the ability of it could be easier than I think it could, even though I keep saying a long season. But I do think that just like in, like, I don't know if basketball fantasy has, like, point deductions, but 
But you know how like in the NFL, if you throw an interception or get a fumble, like it'll minus like two points. I think if sometimes that'll play a factor too, because if you draft somebody like the baby and he goes on like a rant about See? people <laughs> giving head in the parking lot, he's gonna have to lose points for that. He will lose points. That's why I think we should. That's why I was like, yeah, we should like think about a scoring system. Like we can do something based on what your first week sales were, how many singles that were on the charts or whatever, critical acclaim, so that it's not just on numbers, like to balance it out. Also look at, we can look at, okay, um, based on your last album, did you improve? Like, for example, who would you say is the MVP of rap for 2022? hate these questions in this day and age um the mvp god damn it it's either going to be push a t feature or glorilla okay so it all depends how you quantify it like for me we would say points for push a t you could say his album got nominated for a grammy he had the number one album in america in the first week when it dropped and it was arguably the most critically acclaimed album so we could put up the scoring system based on that and then like for glorilla you could say she had the two hardest songs this year her ep was very good and she got nominated for a grammy so we could put up the scoring system that way and then for future you can say oh he had the highest selling rap album of 2022 he also got nominated for grammys for album and for songs and his album was very good so you know just based on that we could calculate a scoring system that's what I'm trying to say so you know like for me I would say it's Bad Bunny because he did the sickest numbers but we don't listen to that music that nigga's not a rapper he is a rapper reggaeton he's a rapper reggaeton artist he's not reggaeton he does do reggaeton yeah, some of the influence is in there, but he's not reggaeton. He's not a rapper, bro. He does reggaeton. Reggaeton is a form of rap, but also, you know that, right? That's not rap. <laughs> it is. No, it's not. See, you Americans always trying to get people out of there. You know yeah, what? We yeah, because we you know crazy, what his main genre is too. It's Latin trap. He's a trapper. It's like it's just like how country isn't country rock. What? Country music isn't country rock. Yeah, it's white man blues. That's what country, country rock is. is. Country rock and country music is country music. Yeah, and country music is just white man blues. They just wanted to separate themselves because blues is dead. That's a black art form. Country is and it sounds rock. different though. You know, I'm from the yeah. music city. I'm yeah, from they, Nashville. Yeah, the I got family from Memphis, so I know the different sounds of it. You know, I'm from just like country is different from bluegrass, but it's an offshoot. Exactly, you hear it. bluegrass. It's just kind of re-rock country and blues. Different, different instruments. But yeah, also, yeah. um, how what I wonder, like, what the positions would be for rap. Like, would like a melodic club rapper or a soundcloud rapper or like a drug rapper or like a porn rapper be like a running back or like a tight end or like a shooting guard you know how like certain positions get you more points in fantasy yeah we could do that we can which one would do, get the most we can points. have a melodic rapper we can have a rapidy rapper we can have a woman rapper we can have a jack of all trades maybe there's a rapper that also produces that you like we could do that we could you know switch it up so that it's not just 
we're rap we're just picking the hottest rappers we can switch it up and make like a real team make it look like a record label we could pick five or ten artists it all depends like drill rapper yeah we could well i'm not drafting no drill rapper they don't, they don't <laughs> units i'm like if we would see now we about to get in our executive zone we about to move like yeah i love dj quick but if it was something like this would i draft dj quick maybe is dirk not a drill rapper I don't think so. He graduated from that. Doesn't he say on his music, oh yeah, this isn't real, police, leave me alone, help. Yep, this shit is not real, please. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. He's graduated Don't Rico, from don't that. Rico me. Yep. <laughs> or we could also draft producers too, you know, switch it up. Like, imagine if you had Metro this year, like, oh man, Metro had a hard album. Like, we know Metro ain't putting out no album next year. Who knows that how much will even produce for other people? So that could be an option too, you know. Real quick, are you excited for um the be- the greatest safety of all time becoming a head coach at Bethune Cookman? Uh, I'm rooting for him. We'll see how it goes because he ain't swack either. So who knows how long he's gonna be there? <laughs> but Dang. but good luck. I mean, I think. Being in a state like Florida that produces so much talent will be great. Being at Daytona Beach is a nice location. You can, you know, attract people to the area, but their program needs a lot of help. They didn't have anybody signed for early uh, national signing day period. Sounds like they got a lot of work to do. So I'm rooting for them, but it's not going to be easy. But the funniest thing I learned is that Reggie Theus is their athletic director and the head basketball coach. Yeah, this money shit was forced on us when Reggie Theus pulled up in the Porsche on us. Yeah, shout out Reggie Theus and Inglewood Don. He's a real Inglewood icon. I was wondering why Dom said that. Well, because he used to play for the Kings and he's really from the hood. So he really used to pull up on people. It's crazy. We had two Dom Kennedy quotables today. Hey, man, he's a great rapper. He's one of my favorite rappers ever. Maybe one of my 10 favorite rappers ever. So did Dion um, going to an HBCU help? Did it work? Uh, I don't think so. I think, well, it worked for Dion Sanders and it did help like, um, it did help Jackson State get hot for like a little bit, but now they're about to go back to obscurity. I think that a lot of these guys, shout out Jeff, I said Jeff, Eddie George is the head coach at Tennessee State. So mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, I think, and there's nothing wrong with this. I think they're using HBCUs as great starting points to start their coaching career. And that's cool. They don't want to work as assistant coaches and grind. They want to go and be bosses immediately. There's nothing wrong with that. And they I think their profile and their legacy as NFL players to do that. Why not? And it should have probably been happening. Like it it's, shouldn't have taken this long that NFL, great NFL players get head coaching jobs at HBCUs. It helps the NFL players and it helps the school. And it's nice for the school to have somebody who's been there and has like a, has relationships and shit. So I think it's, I like it. I love it. I can't wait to see the next NFL player coach at HBCU. Like I hope it keeps going. Well, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't want to be coaches. That's what we got to be honest. So the guys that do want to coach, yeah, respect to them. I hope they do well, but uh, like for example, what's my man? Uh, that's at Hugh Jackson at Grambling. He's lost right now. I think mean, <laughs> he's lost everywhere he goes. Yeah, he's geeked. So not just because you're a famous player, 
don't mean you're going to be successful. And Hugh Jackson, who's the um the linebacker? Who was the linebacker for the Bears who coached San Francisco? Was this was his last name Singletary? It wasn't Singletary. Yeah, Mike Singletary. Yeah, he was kind of funny too. Can't win with them. And Herm Edwards has always been funny. I don't know why. Like no disrespect, I don't know why he keeps getting jobs, <laughs> but I think because he talks a certain way. Hey man, maybe it's because he has a certain you know snow bunny. Something yeah, like you know maybe bunny. she helps him with interviews. I don't know. But yeah, uh, we need to do a snow bunny Hall of Fame too. All the black oh. men. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of milkmen recently too and snowmen because you know it's the holiday season. You can't hide your boo. So we, we need, I, shout we need out to do a Hall of Fame. I saw your white woman. Shout out we, Travis Hunter. I saw your white oh, woman. Oh, he has one too? Yeah. A lot of these brothers have white women. There's nothing wrong with that. We need to do a Hall of Fame of the the most successful uh black guys with snow bunnies. People I don't know. If that's I, I don't like snow bunnies though, guys. I just Whoa, wanna, yeah, you do. It's nothing wrong. I with just want to laugh about who like Charles Barkley and Herm Edwards. Charles Barkley. Look at him just naming brothers sick. It's funny to me. Yeah, let's name a brother that is making people sick. Your brother Russell Wilson. Yeah. Former snow bunny. Former snow bunny um participant. Yeah, they, yeah ever since he got with his sister, his game has been going down. Is it just a product of being old, you think? And like all the wear and tear on his body, I just think the Broncos fucking suck. Mm. Jay Judy's been panning out lately, but Corlin Sutton can't do any juke moves. They don't have any swag. They don't have nobody that could do juke moves and shit. That's he, what you need. Melvin Gordon, you see? he's not good at uh being like a legit pocket passer. He's always been about you know extending plays, making big moves, but he's not as mobile anymore. So it's kind of hard for him to you know, be as efficient because I'm not giving up on Russell. I'm blaming the Broncos. I think next year he's going to turn it around. I mean, it all depends who their next coach is going to be. He got a coach fired already. That nigga sucks. That's why. <laughs> and I never liked the Broncos. They just seem like a really white team to me. Russell Wilson stats this year before we go. D-Lo's a, a Broncos fan. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow with him. He's black and a Broncos fan. I, always... I know a lot of Broncos fans that are black. Weird to me. Shout out Jordan. Maybe Lindell White's one. Yeah, well, hey. And Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Shout out Ephraim. He might be a Broncos fan soon. I wouldn't blame him. Nah, he's never leaving the commanders. Russell Wilson has 12 touchdowns and nine picks this year. Poo-poo. So do you think when the defenses play Russell Wilson, um, and they intercept him, they in their heads, they be saying, My goodies. My goodies, my goodies, not my goodies. I don't know. Maybe they say let's ride when they get the ball and start to run. Because I would say my goodies, like, thank you, goodies. Uh, but well, I forgot you're not supposed to be able to get her goodies, though. So Yeah, exactly. That's his goodies now. You know, so shout out, shout out Bobby Wagner for intercepting his former teammate. And they put, they put 50 on the Broncos. That's why the homie had to go on Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he just he don't got no well. Nobody has running backs for real, but only people who have running backs are teams who don't have quarterbacks. So, but, uh, yeah. I mean, didn't Javante Williams get hurt? I mean, their best running back got hurt. So, I don't. I mean, he oh, could respect him. I don't know yet. I I don't know. I don't want to be premature in my in my hate, but um, yeah, I don't know. All right, wrapping up football talk. Uh, when can I expect my C note for this Lamar bet and the C note for fantasy football, son? Well, you can get the C note for the Lamar bet once the MVP is announced. 
All right, and what about for fantasy football? Um, you'll get it before Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it has to be here before Sunday, punk. So you said you're gonna leak some random dude you found on YouTube? Yeah, I know that's your white man. Why do you think that's my dude? That's not him. Because I remember I have bootleg photographic memory and I remember his face and his name and the way he was talking. I was like, Yeah, this is Jamal's man. His that's cadence man. was relaxed. <laughs> his cadence is relaxed. Yeah. That's not him. Yeah. Is it because I said white Anthony? Yeah, that, and I saw the glare he was looking at me. I was like, yeah, that kind of is Anthony. I could see how he thinks. And then it's like, oh, Anthony, Andrew, there are two A's. White Anthony. That's hilarious you called that dude. That was you calling him white Anthony. Oh, uh, that was you. And then when I saw it, I was like, man, that don't look like Anthony. He was like, yeah, you're right now. I don't really know what I was talking about. White Anthony, I want I want Anthony to see him, see what he thinks. Yeah, I'm gonna show him. <laughs> I might go over there tomorrow. I might have to show him, bro. You're gonna say Jamal? This is some dude Jamal calls White Anthony. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm telling that he he uses him for advice to dominate fantasy football. Dominate? I don't dominate. You you always in the final four. I see you. You you lost in the semifinal and in, in my league, and you in the DMV final going against Heavy. Back to back. I went to I lost the championship last year in that league. And you said you've been to five finals in that league, right? In 10 years, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I know that white man is a part of your plan to dominate. So I need I'm telling, I'm gonna leak him in there. I'm pissed that I didn't fucking make the championship in our league. I'm really upset. I want to win that league bad. Deron <laughs> Deron, I think, be killing that league a lot. Yeah, Deron does his thing, but I don't think he's won it yet. This might be his chance to win it. I think was he, I think he was in the final last year and lost. No, nah, I was in the final last year and lost. I oh, lost a championship. I lost two. I lost a championship in that league and the DMV league last year. <laughs> yes, that's why you're shook and decided to do a 50-50 split with Heavy or something, right? Well, it's a little bit of 50-50. Yeah. Winner, winner gets 560, the loser gets 540. Yeah, that's shook daddy syndrome right there. I, know, I wanted to do um, winner takes all, but Aaron Jones is hurt. I already lost Tyler Lockett. I don't know if I'm going to have Jalen Hurts. Like, Right at the last two weeks, I lost heavy hitters. Yeah, well, and 200 of that is coming to me anyway, so. Nah, well, you know, Lamar could probably do something. He's not winning MVP, bro. Apologize to me. Well, the next time we have a bet, I figured out a new kind of bet I want to do with you. All right, break it down. I don't really know what the bet's going to be, but it's not going to be monetary. All right. Well, actually, actually, I'll pay you, but for what you have to do for your bet, is I want you to um sm- put, smash a cupcake on your head the way that Ti wears uh, hats, uh, never like on the side, and I you have to let me take a picture of it. Nah, I'm never doing that. But if you win, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. Nah, if if I win, I want to cut one of your dreads. That's crazy. A cupcake on the head is not the same as cutting a dread. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm and like I said, I want you to wear the cupcake on the side of your head like Ti's hats. Nah, hell no. Nah. Well, I have I have a I have a good number of ball friends. Before I'm forty, I'm a I'm gonna be able to complete one of those bets where I get to put a cupcake on my ball friends' heads. You know who I think is gonna be the victim? Who? Angeletti. He might. I feel like Anthony would actually do a bet first like that because he yeah, has a lot I of confidence. Think, I think no, I think he's too cold. He doesn't like gambling. Anthony be having a lot of confidence and stuff when he gets in his bag. And <laughs> if he finds out that's what, what it is, he going to be like, man, you nigga, whatever. Like he going, and then 
I'm gonna end up being able to put a cupcake on his head. But what would you bet? What would you be able to bet Anthony in? You don't watch soccer, and he doesn't that, watch American sports. That will get him soccer. Whoa. <laughs> I just feel like as a bald person, you owe it to like your friends and family to put a cupcake on your head. Yeah, you're crazy. That's like how you're gonna be bald and not like do fun stuff. Like bald not people putting, not putting sugar in my head for your entertainment. Bald people are supposed to like give their heads up for fun stuff sometimes. Nah, man. Only for the honeys. I mean, you're bald. Like so would you let a woman put a cupcake on your head? Nah, but I'll let her put something else there, you know. What if she wants to put a cupcake on your head and lick the icing off? Uh, nah, man, I don't need sugar on my head top. You trying to give me dandruff or something? What's going on? Sugar on my head top? That's crazy. So, like, you just you just being bald and not, like, doing nothing with it? You just letting the air touch your head? <laughs> man, I be having my head to lean in, too, like Kevin Garnett in my hoodie. Oh, shit. Oh, I know how he does it. With the tape on the joint? That's crazy. Nah, it's not tape. It's just... It's just... The, the way you shave your head, exactly. It'll it'll make it lean. No, nah, that shit was tape, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, the way I do it, it's not tape. Maybe that's what Kevin Garnett was doing because he's a funny guy. But me, nah. I can my hoodies be leaning. That's crazy. Y'all got stuff that y'all can do with y'all bald heads. Yep. That's crazy though, man. If I ever go bald, I'm gonna let the honeys put sugar on my head. Yeah, man, you do you do funny stuff, man. We you know have, you ready to sell your soul for sugar on your head. Hey, man, you gotta have fun with the bald head. Sometimes you're just gonna be bald for no reason. Like what the fuck? Do you let women do stuff with your hair right now? No, but um, no, nah, I let them put oil on me though. Oh, uh, you want them to rub it down? You know what I'm saying? I got almond oil, and I got another oil with almond um, oil. I got another oil with honey in it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't know nothing about all that yet. Almond oil. Look at what these Caucasoids are selling. Almond oil is not for white people. I feel like white people aren't allowed to use cocoa and almond and shit. All their lotion be like blue and green and looking all scientific and shit. <laughs> I don't use no products for hair or skin that comes in a blue bottle. Yeah, never. Like, for dogs and like white people. I use shit that's brown, like got coconuts in it and shit. You know, I'm from the land of uh, shea butter, so I got the straight drop from Ghana, man. So, yeah, I don't be using none of those weird stuff. I like y'all shea butter a lot, but sometimes it'd be too hard and shit. Hey, man, you need to you need to know how to re-rock it. You're a rookie, that's why. I just can't believe this nigga wouldn't put a cupcake on his head. Ah, man, do I look like Bizarre? That's some goofy stuff. <laughs> I'm a man of class and dignity and respect. Is that like having a flower pot on your head? Yeah, uh, that's silly. That's silly behavior. Pim C <laughs> would never do that. He would he would look down on you. Michael Jordan probably wouldn't do it either. Of course not. He's a man of respect and integrity. You think Bo Jackson would do it right now? He shoots bow and arrows with his toes. That's what I'm saying. That's what a bald man is supposed to represent. Strength, discipline, stillness, not goofiness. Ain't like you said, Charles Barkley, Shaq will do it, but they're they're silly boys. Michael Jordan probably would let a white girl do it, I think. No, I don't think so. If he was in a room with six white women, he would do it. I don't think so, man. Y'all niggas just calls himself like God, bro. His uh his pilot or like his code name for his security team is Yahweh. You think God is gonna do that? No. Damn. Well, I tried it. Dang. So you wouldn't even if you can win a hundred dollars, you're not gonna or three hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, 
You're not going to accept the bet that if you lose, you have to put a cupcake on your head. No, I'm not a prostitute. That money doesn't move me. That does. That's not life changing money. What's that? <laughs> I might buy a jersey with that. What's that money? You bet $100 on Lamar Jackson. Exactly, because I knew he wasn't going to win no MVP because I know the sport enough. I don't watch football like that like I used to, but I know enough when when you do something like I said, he did something historically out of the ordinary. I don't think he'll repeat that again. And for him to win the MVP, I think he has to play on that sort of level. And that's why I was like, yeah, I don't think he's going to get that. Not because I'm a hater, but it's because that was literally one of the like the five greatest seasons in the history of the sport. It's hard to replicate that. Like Patrick Mahomes, is he going to throw 50 touchdowns in a season again? I don't know. I don't think Hell so. Yeah. We can bet on that. Yeah, we can. There's nothing wrong with that. We can do that for next season because, like you said, it looks like he's going to win the MVP, right? He, sh- he should. Because Jalen Hurts, I think uh, they saw like, hey, your team is very stacked, so we're not going to give it to you. It looks like he should win the Super Bowl. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win a Super Bowl. Nah, I think the Eagles are more likely to win the Super Bowl, right? Don't they have the better all-around team? They're not going to win. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is, like, quiet good, and when niggas like him are quiet good and people forget about him, they pop out of nowhere in the playoffs and go crazy. I just think Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Super Bowl. Even though I'll be saying Lamar is my favorite player, Patrick Mahomes is still kind of, like, my favorite player. For yeah, because he's the greatest quarterback you've ever seen, right? Yeah. All right, well, before we go... Name your top five producers, and Dr. Dre better be up there since you love him so much. And also, he made that Firm album that wasn't that good. Firm, Firm, Firm. Then they remix. Yeah, see? Or picking obvious samples. They remix Tina Marie. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what Dr. Dre Puffy be doing. That's why the real hip hop, hip hop don't respect them as but much. Snoop did it too. But he said, I'm talking crip shit yeah, i'm talking work. crip shit to you baby it didn't work i'm talking crip shit to you baby but um pharrell's in there um i'm just gonna say three six mafia i'm not doing them individually just say paul and juicy they made the beats yep paul and juicy um then i'm gonna say you said favorite right yeah, top five. Okay. So Pharrell, Paul and Juicy. Um hmm, I'ma say Zay Tiggy. Manny Fresh. And Pierre. <laughs> Trying to be like me, right? I see you. Well, because I said Zay Tiggy and Fresh. Yeah. Well, mine is I don't have an order right now, but I'll say Alchemist, Manny Fresh, Zaytoven, Neptunes, and Organized Noise. And I need a Zaytoven and Blue Bucks clan tape, and I need Beast Mode 3, and I need a future and organized noise album. I need <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm dreaming. I'll probably never get it, but I'm going to put it in the atmosphere, and I want a Rick Ross and Alchemist tape. Can Alchemist keep up with Rick Ross? Hell yeah. I remember. Well, can Rick, Rick Ross, Ross keep up with Alchemist? Is the uh, yes. I remember when Rick Ross tricked us and was at Alchemist Studio and was looking at stuff and didn't pick any beats. This is like the Teflon Don era. I was pissed. Rick Ross had a fire verse on Alfredo, the uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist album. I know he'll do well on those beats. Did he mention food? 
He might have. I don't remember. You know me. It's hard for me to remember rap verses. You respect him for talking about food a lot? Yeah, he's a booby boy, remember? Hmm. What is that? I know what the booby boys are, but what does that have to do with anything? The booby boys. Fat Max. Uh, <laughs> I, I was listening to Ring um, Culture, too, and it's funny that D-Lo called Jeezy Fake Peasy. Yeah. <laughs> I said that, too. Remember I said Fake yeah. Peasy? Yeah, I'm Ralphie, but I don't think that anymore. And I'm telling you, it's just he just is this fat. They speak, we speak sometimes through our nose too much. Yo, baby mama trash. I guess she was in the mood, I guess. <laughs> Damn, that's mean. Yeah. They, yeah. I know they gotta have a few friends that baby mamas don't look that good that probably be thinking, is he talking about me? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they stopped being their friends because they baby mama's trash. They didn't want to be associated with that. He said, "Why you you smiling at your your baby mama trash? Why you happy at your baby shop? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy." But hey, they probably think it's false happiness. Dang, you can't. What if the what if she's a good woman and she treats you right and she makes you? They're bad. not looking for that type of things. They're only looking for the physical. You know that she uplifts you. She's smart. She brings the best out of you. She's a good backbone. She she sees your blind spots for you. Hey man, if she's not a dime, we don't mind. You hear that, kid? It's looks aren't everything. Find yourself a nice, good woman that's gonna better you, make you happy, hold you down. That can be a good mother to your children. You know what I'm saying? You don't want some of these looks ain't everything. Some of these the baddest women make people get geeked and look crazy. Well said. We can end the podcast right there. Shout out to everybody. We see y'all 2023 next week. And Dan called himself Danny Bear. Nah, yeah, y'all know. Shout out to you, Amber. You gave me that alias back in the day. Mwah. Shout out to the leader of the Cupcake Mafia, Danny Bear. Cupcakes, look at him. What's wrong with you? Hey, man, you just need to put a cupcake on your head, man. Do it for the children. Nah, man. I don't, I'm not a clown, bro. Ask Charles Barkley or Shaq to do. They'll do anything for a dollar. And That's I got just, love for y'all. Like sell gold bond. Or work for Dick Sporting Good. Or wear or general or, insurance. Or wear chains like a slave on front of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Before I go, I got to give you my top five sports comedians. This is a new genre I've created. A lot of these guys are just funny. And they're not really giving you analysis. They're just giving you humor and surrounding it with sports. So these are my favorite sports comedians right now. Charles Barkley. Shaq, this is no order. Shout out off script. Check him out. The best HBCU football analyst out there. He's like Funkmaster Flex for football. It's hilarious. Off script. Shout out. Um, who else? I would say, oh yeah, this guy Ticket on this podcast. I watch Players Choice. He's just loud and wrong. He's like Buster. <laughs> he's like Buster Rhymes. Just rah, 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 like the old school Buster Rhymes. He's just loud and wrong. He be and then when he when people give him factual information, he still says they're lying. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Damn. He kind of reminds me of you. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. And then oh yeah, I gotta say the playmaker Michael Irvin. He's the best right now. He's the best sports comedian. Stephen A's kind of falling off in sports comedy. Well, Michael skip. Irvin's picked up the slack. Skip's a funny sports comedian. Not for me. He's just, he tries to be serious and it's not tight. 
but he will lie in your face and make faces like he don't know what you're talking about when you give him facts. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, but he's like the best moment he had this year was dissing Shannon Sharp to pump up Tom Brady, and that wasn't funny. That was just nasty. You know, Skip used to lie. Stephen A would be like, "Fix your face," because Stephen A would be giving him facts, and Skip be like, "Like what? Like what are you?" Yeah, that's what he was They're both past their prime. Stephen A isn't on my list either. They're both washed. That's why. That's why Stephen A realized, oh yeah, Mark Matt, Mad Dog is up there. That's why Stephen A he he got Mad Dog and he got Michael Irvin to carry him. Chris Weber, Chris Weber was a sports comedian when he was commentating. Yeah, he was just lost. <laughs> him and Richie Miller were very lost. Who about Richard Jefferson? Is he lost or is he good? Nah, he's good. He's very good. And I like him at calling games. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like him calling games. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, man, shout out to all the sports comedians. I'm trying to be up there next year, too. I'm going crazy. Y'all see me on Ring Culture, Champagne Soccer. Maybe next year we'll launch a football podcast. I don't know. What about Poppy? He's retired. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah, shout out Stu Gatz, though. Stu Gatz is definitely one of the best all-time sports comedians but yeah we out man crip shit <laughs>